Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams, intuition, manifesting, as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set, allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on White Shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. Today's guest is a surprise, a surprise to me and I'm sure to you, but during the course of our interview, it will make perfect sense as often life tends to do. It sometimes seems all complicated, but then after a while, with the benefit of hindsight, everything falls into place. And that's certainly the case with my guest today. A lot of you will probably know who he is. He is none other than Paul Catamol of S Club Seven fame. Um, And I'm not going to talk too much about S Club Seven because there's so much out there in the public domain. It was a hugely popular group um, with with number one hits over here in the UK, especially awards, etc, etc. And um, that song, Reach for the Stars, of course, (laughs) is a White Shores anthem because that's what we're all trying to do here, um, reach for our stars. But Paul, The reason I'm in touch with him is because he is now, you know, having a kind of a spiritual awakening, Um, but he's going to explain it far better than I can. And he is exploring tarot and spiritual and personal growth and development. And um, I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm going to try and calm down now. I had this when I interviewed Gary Lachman, of, um, a founding member of Blondie, a few weeks ago, if you want to check out that interview. And I'm loving the fact that a lot of people in music are being drawn to spirituality. It makes perfect sense to me, because for me, music is the language that heaven speaks. But anyway, I talk too much, as my listeners always tell me. I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to say, hello, Paul. Hi, Teresa. that's so brief um hello (laughs) i'm super excited that you're here um for people not many people won't know who you are but for those who don't would you mind just giving us a a very short introduction to, to who you are and why you're here today so i followed a performing arts path when i was really young um went to drama school twice two different places five years the second drum score I went to, which was in North London called Mountview, I ended up, a, a, a friend of mine suggested I go and meet uh, someone to do with a pop group that they were putting together, and that ended up being S Club 7. Um, and it was a really good thing to do, a long time ago now, um, but what I really enjoyed about it was the um, was the travelling and getting to meet a lot of people. And I still do really like some of the songs, especially the one that you mentioned before, Reach for the stars. Um, and what what is interesting, though, is that my journey 
started, my spiritual journeys did actually start way back then um, when I was working in LA, working one of the TV series. You know, our, um, there's a Melrose Avenue is a sort of shopping district in Los Angeles where they have interesting shops. Um, it's a little bit like Camden. Um, you know, so I was walking into one of these candle shops. It was kind of like a magic shop, had loads of different things. I just instinctively got drawn to this tarot deck. Now, I didn't really realize how big of a deal it was at the time. I, I used it and I did readings for myself. And I actually, for a long time, was using that and also going online for free readings. <laughs> um, like, I used to actually do that, like, obsessively. This is going back years. Um, I, there was a particular tarot website where you could just get a free reading on any question. Um, and I didn't know at the, that point in time that it was going to be something that I sort of came back to later on in life. But it all made sense a couple of years ago at the beginning of lockdown. Um, it started to make sense. Now, I've always loved music and I always will love music, but I, I was sort of got stuck in a rut. I, I saw lockdown as an opportunity to write and create some new songs and things like that. Um, but actually... I could feel that I was just for that point in time with the way my energy was sitting on my journey, that that was maybe I'd done a lot of that. I'd done maybe a couple of decades of that or more. Um, so it really felt like I was slightly barking up the wrong tree just with the, the way the energy was at that point. And so I started to design a tarot deck with no intention of doing public readings or private readings or personal readings, but it ended up being like that because I realized that there was a great, um, well, it was filling my cup in ways that I didn't really necessarily expect. Mm, that's really interesting, actually. Tarot is often the entry point, isn't it? Certainly for me, I remember when I, you know, was really getting interested in metaphysics and whatever. Was, certainly I was very drawn to tarot readings. I used to give tarot readings behind the British Museum, actually, really? a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because it's such um, an archetypal journey, isn't it? It's like the journey within that you can see throughout the entire deck, um, yeah. kind of like the soul's journey. And in a way, it's similar to astrology where you've got Aries to Pisces, Aries the baby, Pisces, Pisces. you know, kind of the mystic. And I love that, actually, because I'm an Aries. You're a Pisces because I saw your yeah. birth date which means that you are kind of like assimilating all the wisdom of the previous 11 signs yes. through that journey. And, and, you know, a lot of Pisceans have that, that, that yearning for mysticism. Yeah. And oh, I love it. Yeah, um, so you're true to your signs. You I'm the baby, I'm still Aries, I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely a classic Pisces in the way of having to make things way more complicated than they really truly need to be. Yeah, but we need that. I mean, life is all about learning and experience. And actually, I said, I mean, with you, I mean, you have really ticked the experience box because, you know, the experience you have, you have lived the life that many of us would dream of. You've had extreme highs and I'm sure in extreme lows, but that's all part of, of evolution, isn't it? And all the learning that comes with it. Because yeah. um, I firmly believe that's why we're here, to learn and grow. Whether we succeed or we fail, it's immaterial. It's the learning. So you're really, really 
have acquired a lot of learning. But also, um, I read somewhere that you found at the height of your fame, etc., that it began to feel rather empty. And I'm interested in that, of course, this is a spiritual podcast. Yeah. What you meant by that. Well, I think I think that's quite a common thing. I have read a few autobiographies and know of similar stories. Um, I think what it is is now I know I'm, I, I, Kurt Cobain said that he felt like his soul was being sucked down the camera. Now, I'm not going to go like that far, but I, when I heard that he had said that, I thought, hmm, I do understand where he's coming from. Um, um, it's, it's, now I actually just basically, mine's more a bit mundane. I felt like I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't, you know, a, a skilled performer and I wasn't getting the chance to show off those skills. That was kind of where I felt quite empty and, and sort of unused. Does that make sense? Oh, it's, it certainly does. But I mean, people listening will think, well, he was living the dream, you know, you're yeah. picked by Simon Fuller, you know, you also created Spice Girls, etc. And you're living what a lot of people would aspire to, or think that's it, that's life. And I really, I mean, I've had a few guests on recently, including a major lottery winner, you know, who got the other kind of dream, which is masses of money. And it's still not if the inner work's not done and there's not spiritual meaning it doesn't mm. mean it doesn't mean enough um and we see that a lot of time actually with with famous people don't we that they have everything the looks the money the popularity living their dream and yet still you know <laughs> you know yeah. we've seen a recently seeing a high court battle aren't we with all these uh, celebrities why, why do you think, I mean, you are best placed to say this because most of us wouldn't have that kind of life. Why is it not enough? Why is it never enough? You know, that Greatest Showman song, never enough for me. Why is it never enough? I think because happiness must come from within. You could, There is nothing external that anyone can do or grant you with or bestow you with in some kind of way. There isn't an award to receive that can make you happy. It will make you feel like you're happy. It will it will give the ego a flutter. And, hey, that's not always a bad thing. There is good ego as well as bad ego. Um, but it's it's vapid. It's, mm. it's not long-lasting. I think – so meditation has definitely brought me to a place where – now, I, I listen to all sorts of I, – I, I do it for myself quite often – moreover but i do actually listen to guided meditations as well because it 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 can bring a different level of energy to it um but i th i think that it's it's a vibrational thing you need to sort of be in the energy of gratitude for the most simple things like waking up for another day the food you're about to eat the hot shower you're about to have the water the sky, the clouds, the birds, nature, those kind of things. Yeah. As actually where the happiness really truly is. Sorry. But it takes end. a while to get there, doesn't it, for all of us? Because we're all sort of taught from an early life, really, to sort of like that happiness is in achievement. It's outside ourselves. It's in relationship. It's through other people. It's through things. It's through popularity. Yeah. 
And I guess the journey of our life is to find out, yeah, these things help. But if, if, if it's not the inside out approach, have you seen that wonderful Disney movie Soul? No, no, I haven't. No. Is that new? Oh, it was it was Oscar winning animation. I, I'm i forever oh. talking about it on this podcast because it won, I think, last year, the best animation. It's called Soul and it's about a musician um, and he wants to live his dream. But the journey of he has a near death experience and goes and dies and goes to heaven. And, and he has to learn that, you know, his work, his music isn't actually what he's on this planet for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's perfectly as you described. It's living in the now and watching yes. a feather falling, stroking his pet, you know, eating a pizza. Mm-hmm. That's where his me- meaning comes. And um, it's an absolutely beautiful mo- m- movie. And there's a scene where he's um, finally got his dream and he's done the first gig. And then he goes outside and he says, what now? And his colleague says, well, you do it again tomorrow. And he looks really disappointed because all his life he'd been building to this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> wasn't wasn't the high um you know and you know what you said kind of like encapsulated that movie but um tarot let's talk about tarot because you're very very articulate and eloquent when you speak about the tarot it's clearly become your companion on your spiritual journey um and uh can you tell us again about that first meeting with a tarot card pack and how it how it felt well, I really didn't understand. So I just started looking at them without looking at the guidebook um, and just seeing what would come up. Um, now, it was interesting because I used to get a lot of readings that would have like the, the Ten of Cups and the Ten of Pentacles, Wheel of Fortune, the world. Um, and I and I would think, great, great things are coming in, um, which is what is so interesting about tarot is kind of messages from spirit by proxy it tells you what you need to know in the moment it doesn't necessarily tell you what really truly is going to it can it can tell you exactly what's going to happen and it can be very very accurate but sometimes it's almost what you need to hear at that point in time um mm. To, to, to maybe to keep you going forward on something. I mean, I think sometimes the classic is doing a private reading for someone and they get 10 of pentacles and that might make them think, oh, awesome, money's coming into me. Some sort of great windfall is coming. I can just put my feet up. When truthfully, it won't if you do that. Um, mm. it's, it, because it is guidance. Um, and sometimes I do say loose guidance at best. Um but but there was something that you said earlier in the interview about spiritual journey. The thing that made me really chime with it more was when I did actually start reading books about it. And the fool's journey is the tarot. So yeah, the it's fool, the archetypal soul's journey, isn't it? it yeah. It's 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 the life experience. Uh, yeah. And it's, it really is the journey within as well. I mean, people, you know, have so much fear about the tarot cards, but the power isn't in the cards, is it? It's yeah. what you bring to it. Absolutely. Um, now, people who won't know much about it, if you were to pull the full card out for them, they would think that that means being foolish when that card actually kind of means the opposite. It's encouraging you to jump into the new thing, the new energy, picking a new path, taking a leap of faith in something yeah. new. 
um uh you know if you can't see the pathway take one step and then the next step will show itself and then the next step because quite often the most imp- the things really worthwhile in life i think you do have to just take one step you you're not meant to see your destination no um, no it's sometimes. Just about the, the um the 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 journey, the experience, and yes. I think we're all focused on the destination. <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> that just gives Absolutely. us the, you know, yeah. Well, the lottery Honestly. winners, sorry, you know what you said about the lottery winner? That kind yeah. of proves that. It's like, wow, if you just had everything you wanted tomorrow, are you really actually going to be happy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's found spirituality, so he's certainly happy. And of course, he would be the first to say money helps. Of course, money helps. You know, yeah. it helps in the material sense. But what he stressed is that if the inside out, if you're not wealthy from the inside out, if you're not understanding and enjoying the experience of your life, and also loving who you are, I think self love is so important. And I think tarot can teach us that as well because it gets us fascinated about ourselves, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's also and, and looking within that way there's no point you can have every wealth in the world if you you know if you're torn up inside it, it's pointless I no. mean tarot really is a path to self-knowledge personal growth and liberation isn't it and you mentioned books as well I remember my bible at the time when I fell in love with tarot for the first time was um I don't know if you know them the Rachel Pollock 78 degrees of wisdom um probably because I'm way older than you um it was probably um before your time but I she wrote uh, what is considered one of the classic tarot books it's um she did one on the major arcana and then one on the minor arcana um, oh good okay yeah yeah uh, yeah Rachel Pollock it's 78 degrees of wisdom she called it okay um, absolutely beautiful but can we can I mean I always um focused um you know because obviously we can't in this short podcast cover everything can we talk about the major arcana now just to yes. go through the, through them to get your take and, and in this concept of a journey through life yes and how each of these cards so should we start with the fool I mean you've already mentioned that um, yes what that you know if that comes up what say if you do it as a daily so you just pick a card a day that's sometimes how people do it isn't it yes is that is that freedom is that leap of faith as you imagined or is it that you're being daft what is it no it definitely yeah it's definitely calling you to take a leap of faith into something new even if you might not know what it truly is involving um is it intentional setting intentions maybe you know with manifesting well i i would say the magician is more about manifesting the next card interesting now that is interesting that you said that because that's no fluke that the magician is the next card yeah because well first of all though before you manifest you've got to brainstorm and maybe the the brainstorm (laughs) also also what the full sort of it's belief isn't it it's belief that if you jump off the edge of that cliff, you the, the universe will catch you. Obviously, metaphorically, of course, not actually. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, then of course, you know, we're going into, you know, the more mystical with the high priestess. What's your take uh, on that? The high priestess. Well, I love that. The all-seeing, all-knowing high priestess. Female. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I and what I find interesting is that she comes way before the hierophant and before the emperor, before the empress. That's quite interesting. Um, is and, it passion as well? Would you say passion? 
I yeah, I would say because it is that card is linked to the emotional undercurrent, the water signs. It, it does have a slight Pisces link, and it does have a link to emotion, cup overrunneth type emotion. So if you were to get the High Priestess and the Ace of Cups and then the Two of Cups and then the Lovers, well, that is definitely an intuitive knowing about a soulmate coming in, I would suggest. Wow. Um, I'm loving this thread. So we've got the full sort of like brainstorming. We've got the Magician, let's manifest. We've got the High Priestess, let's bring some passion and belief into it. What about the Empress coming next? Abundance, a glow up. I often refer to that as a glow up. And also the abundance has a link to the entire Zodiac because she has 12 stars in her crown. Um, okay, yeah. But, it is, but the, the mother of the tarot, the birthing card, is possibly the classic meaning. Um, okay, so, so bringing something into life, bringing, um, you know, your ideas into life. Um, yeah. Okay. And, of course, now we have the, you said the mother, so we've got the father, the dad, the emperor. If, if you were to have, so, say, for example, the Ace of Wands, the Empress, and the World card, that would maybe mean that you might get pregnant and you might have a baby, potentially. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm always wary of, of predictions, though. I mean, I'm because I'm, I'm often asked, because, you know, I do lots of interviews about astrology, and they're always trying to get me to do predictions. And I, I very much feel that... The power of suggestion is so strong in people. Yeah. And I believe in free will, that it's just a potential future that's being glimpsed here. But you can always, in the, in the present, you can take action and change that. How do you, what's your take on that? Or are you thinking that the tarot cards really do tell you what your destiny is? It depends on the reading, depends on the person you're reading for, and it depends on the energy you're getting intuitively through it. But I 1 million percent agree with you. With the magician coming before this, one of the key phrases with the magician is thoughts become things. So make sure that you're stopping any negative self-talk. So by the time that you... By the time Hello, we get our old friend, that negative self-talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but all, all I'm saying that that is interesting because that does. I did, I did do a reading for a journalist. Whoopsie, and she was lovely, but because the reading was telling me and I was intuitively getting it, I did mention the pregnancy thing. Now, normally I don't. Normally I wouldn't. Unless I was absolutely sure, because just like you just said, we create our own reality with the choices that we make. And there's no true way. I mean, I didn't want to sort of get her hopes up, really, because when I saw it on, you know, MSN News um, that I had predicted that she's going to have twins, I actually felt quite silly at that point. But I was going with the flow of the reading. Um, I, I, well, I just had that, it would not only in a sense of, um, you know, when you, uh, see yourself back on camera or hear your, hear your voice back, you feel a bit stupid. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I actually really said that, didn't I? But I didn't feel, I didn't feel stupid for going with what I was getting at the time. That was, that was fine. Fantastic. You just followed your intuition, which is yeah, what you yeah. have to do with cards. Absolutely. So, so emperor, emperor sort of brings in discipline, doesn't it, and stability. And the Hierophant yeah. as well. I, I mean, the Hierophant is kind of a – can you explain that card? Is it a high so, priest? So, so, yes, I do. I don't think I've ever read it that there is a connection between the high priestess and the Hierophant. But clearly, there uh, there is to me a bit. Um. Mm. 
because they're both sort of symbols of authority to do with, well, they're opposites, actually, in a way. So the Hierophant representing traditions, I mean, in classic ye olde tarot, you would say that is the Pope or a priest or someone like that. Um, now, the three... But but I, I I never say that because we're talking in modern terms. So it it actually moreover represents traditions. If you get the four of wands in the hierophant, that could mean marriage. Um, but yeah. the, you know he had a, doing sorry. what's expected, maybe doing what's expected or yeah. conformity. So the hierophant showing up might be asking you to break away from what's expected. But one thing I did yeah. want to say quickly was that the three elements to his staff that he has, it has three notches on it. That symbolizes initiation, apprenticeship, and mastery of something. So it can also mean mm. going back to school or or mm. not, not 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 actually going to school, but just learning something getting an education or something yeah which you can do from anywhere these days um yeah and then of course we get to lovers which is choice choice if i always think it's choice it's not really is it relationships or is it choice when it comes up what's your take well yeah originally is picking the right path which often Mm -hmm. is the new path um um yeah adam and eve in the garden of eden um i think it's like it it looks pretty rosy behind Eve, but behind Adam it doesn't look too good. So it's almost like just pick. I I think in a way that because there are a few cards that do yeah. I think remind people to keep in touch with their feminine energy. Now for a guy being a tarot reader, that is a key thing that you learn actually when you start reading the tarot is the di- the divine feminine and the divine masculine it's nothing to do with being a man or a woman it's to do with different energy flow um masculine energy tends to sort of be a bit forceful uh that workaholic energy whereas the mystical power of the feminine energy is something that is really quite necessary in tarot readings mm. um sort of sitting back and allowing it to come to you allowing uh, spirit to fill the space, allowing God to spill the space, wh- wh- whatever you believe in, you know, allowing the universe yeah, to fill the space. I Sorry. agree completely. We've all got each tarot card within us, haven't we? And we have to, to learn learn them all. Um, so we've got the chariot and strength. Yeah. I mean, could could you just sort of run through those? Is that the more masculine sort of conflict, um, you know, controlling yeah. yourself? Um, discipline maybe I don't know what what do you feel power I feel like the chariot does represent power it can represent some sort of victory yeah there can be conflict uh, depending if you've got the chariot in between like seven of swords five of swords five of wands there yeah that is definitely meaning conflict but the main energy I do get from the chariot is that the guy in the chariot is being taken on the ride linking it to the full linking it to the very beginning of the journey that that chariot is being divinely guided those mm. those horses, unicorns whichever deck you're using they are representing yin and yang as well as the pillars do on the high priestess which are actually the pillars of the telemen, uh, the temple of solomon uh, so anyway sorry i'm getting sidetracked no but, no this is so interesting i mean it's like the chariot chariot you know like strength could they could have kind of like force and willpower and yes all these things that we need that before we can complete the 
a major arcana. What about when, are you, with your readings, do you do when they're reversed? Does that, like, for example, if you get strengths, would that mean that your willpower turns against you? Or do you think that when a, a card is upside down, that that kind of like throws everything up in the air? What's your, or do you not do upside down or reverse interpretations of cards? Um, I do. So I don't mention them. So if I'm doing a one-to-one reading where the uh, client can see the cards, I don't do reversals. Um, I, uh, now I might give the reversed meaning intuitively, like, um, five of pentacles upside down would mean an opportunity to turn around that hardship three of swords upside down, an opportunity to heal from that heartbreak. Um, nine of swords upside down light at the end of the tunnel is the actual catchphrase with that so there are definitely some cards that you would want to see upside down now if i'm if i'm doing a, a phone reading for someone i totally do take them upside down i take the reversals but i never mention it i've i i decided right at the beginning that because when i'm watching a reading there's something that when the cards start coming upside down it changes your attitude towards how good or bad the message might be mm, mm, for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> there's, there's negative and positive just as there's night and day potential yeah. within everything, isn't it? So Absolutely. Um, I agree. <clears throat> there is no, I don't, I don't, sorry. I don't believe in that. There is no such thing as a good or bad card or a good or bad reading. No. I don't believe no. that. Um, Sorry, you were going to ask me something. No, 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 don't, don't, no, I shouldn't be interrupting you. Sorry, I, I, I get, I get I so think, excited. Um, I, but, um, <laughs> so interesting. I, I haven't, I, I, I've had, um, I think in season two of White Shores, I had Amy and Monty, uh, they're kind of tarot card royalty in the States. They, they've been on there. So I had, I was able to indulge my a fascination with tarot with them but not since so i'm i'm so was so right. grateful when I, I found out that i could talk to you about it can we come to a i mean we're not going to have time to, to to go as in depth but the next card is actually i'm very interested because i always tend to pick this one the hermit ah okay virgo yes yeah um, that's my rising sign so yeah i, always, ah. I mean growing up as well it, it literally it comes up more for me than whenever i used to do i don't do it so much anymore but the hermit was always always coming up yes so the hermit a few things so the hermit has climbed to the top of a mountain he is standing there he is shining his inner light unto the world so that is a really good positive aspect Ooh, of can it. i keep that i like that i'm shining my light people to the world <laughs> And, and achieved something. Oh, um, you know, a great, uh, you know, climb, climbing to the top of a mountain. There's mountains in tarot and more than that card. So it's definitely like a great achievement has been, has been like overcome. And it's your opportunity to shine your light to the world. If you were to get the hermit with the empress and the star, that is definitely glow up energy massively. Oh, I um, love that. Blow up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just could I ask you for the remaining cards, just to give one or two keywords, because obviously, okay. I mean, it would be hours long um, and I know you're you're super busy, so I can't eat up your time. But would you mind just to sort of like finish, the, if you just give like one or two keywords for people to ponder, reflect on. Yeah. So we've got the Wheel of Fortune next. The Wheel of Karma. Karma can mean that luck is coming in for you. Depends who you're doing the reading for. If you're doing it about someone, 
Um, it could mean they're getting their karma or there's a, a rotation of karma, but ca- good luck can mean good luck is coming, depending on what cards are with it. Um, but yeah, Perfect. karma. It, it, it is the wheel of karma. Yeah. Justice? Justice. Ah, Libra. Yes. Well, so that is asking us to balance um, and and reciprocity. Don't give too much of yourself to a situation if they're not giving back. The classic cases, um, relationship readings. I uh, there's this guy at work, or there's this girl at work, and I really am interested in her, and I'm not too sure. Okay, have you left them a message or something? Yes. Have they gotten back? No. Okay, well then leave that then. They're not into you. Move on. <laughs> I get it. So how about the hanged man? Ah, okay. The hanged man hanging upside down from the tree of wisdom to gain enlightenment and look at things from another perspective those are the key words looking at things from another perspective death rebirth um the transition death in the tower huge transitional energies so Mm -hmm. if you are going on a spiritual journey those are kind of the cards that you want to see because you need to burn off the old way of thinking about things you need to shed your skin as it were yeah, we need to shake off this, like, in horror movies, whenever the death cards or the next one, devil, comes up, that it, it means terrible things. It doesn't, does it? Because yeah. whenever there's a, an ending, there's always a beginning. And the same with I, the devil. When that comes up, yeah. is that a period of very material, um, you know, enjoyment? What, what would you say with the devil when that comes up? People do get panicked when they, the devil comes up. Yeah, it, it, it can. Yeah, they do. I know. And this is the thing about death and the devil. I always think when they come up, poor Scorpio, poor Capricorn, bless them. These are their cards. Like, <laughs> and, and, and it's not right that everyone should think negatively about them because they're not. That's the whole point. Like we said with the tarot, that's the whole point. There is no such thing as a good and bad thing. But the devil card can mean um, it can mean addictions. It can refer to being trapped in a situation. It can refer to, um, but it, it could, if you are doing a love reading in now, this is where you have to use your intuition. It could, it can actually mean something like a soulmate, because if you look at the devil and you look at the lovers, they're actually quite similar cards. Now, obviously yeah. Yeah. the two, the two people in front of the devil have got chains around their neck. But those chains are very, very loose. They could just take those chains off any time they want. So it's kind of an illusion. But it could, if you're doing a twin flame soulmate reading for someone, that that does have that energy about it. Um, it's not it's not necessarily toxic. Just like the tower can be a great card to get if you're looking to form a new life. I'm glad you mentioned the tower because that's, of course, coming next. And I'm also yeah. glad you mentioned Scorpio because I think they they get the worst press of the zodiac, really, Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you're saying, you know, that you know that um, you know this because obviously these cards are about being a bit lost. You mentioned addiction and whatever, but if you want to be found, you've got to be lost first. One hundred percent. If you want to fill your if you want to fill your bottle up with lightning, you've got to stand out in the rain. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> That's a Casey Musgraves lyric, I should say. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous. Now, of course, your card, the star, reach for the star. Yes. After the storm piece, maybe. Yes. Um, Aquarius, lovely energy. The 
So the lady on the Aquarius card is pouring water into the pool, the pool of universal consciousness and onto dry land. So that has a big metaphysical message there, just like the temperance card with the water to fire cups. I, I, what I love about that is like, it's, there's something in the consciousness of one of the oneness of everyone that maybe you need to transmute out to the masses in the 3d realm. Wow. Oh, and now of course the moon and the sun, um, take it away. <laughs> I'd love so, to hear about that. For a start, if you were to get the star, the moon and the sun in a reading, that definitely means the astrological happenings are having an effect right now in your life. So that would definitely mean celestial destiny or something like that. Now the moon, um, that is something unknown. A lot of people I've heard say deception. Well, I, I mean, yes, it can mean that, depending on what other card's coming. But really, it's just you have to continue on the journey no matter how dark it is. Like when the moon lights up the night, you can't really – it half lights things. You can see things in the half light, but not really full. Um, so what I like about the moon card is the path down the card is representing that is going back to the fool's journey. The fool, the fool needs to go down that path in between the dog and the wolf, representing the 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 you know the 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 dog being taming yourself and the wolf being the beast and walking right down the center, just like the high priestess sits in the center of those pillars. Um, I I think that's what is really important about that card. It's like you must keep going on your journey, is what that says. To me. Because then you get to the sun, which is yes. the joy of life. Optimism, energy, wonder, surely. Happiness. Best. Yeah. Other than the Ten of Cups, the best happiness card that there is. Um, yeah. I mean, if you were to get the sun and the Ten of Cups and the Ten of Pentacles, that is bingo. I mean, I, the sun, <laughs> by many, many readers, is referred to as the best card in the deck because it is pretty much. Yeah. Um, I actually sometimes like to call it the yes card as well. Oh, great. Just but, but remember, if you're listening, that, you know, happiness all the time isn't isn't what we're here for either. I know we always want that. But, you mm. know, I always say think of the movies you love, you know. It, 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 it's, the, it's the journey. It's the conflict. It's the overcoming that we remember with these great things yeah. like Harry Potter. It's his, his battle with Voldemort. Yeah. You know, if, if nothing happened to Harry Potter and he, you know, hadn't had this incredible journey, it, we wouldn't remember it. And the same with the Lord of the Rings, you know, if, if they, you know, if they'd stayed in the Shire, the Hobbits, um, it's dull. You know, we need yeah. to <laughs> experience <laughs> life. So that's what I'm saying. Don't, if you don't be disappointed if you do a tarot reading, you don't get the sun. That's what I'm trying to articulate here yeah. very badly. <laughs> no, but what you said is so poignant in, like, every single movie has that. We see the hero or the heroine. They have a call to duty. Within the, first, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, we see them in their normal life. They have a call to duty. They have yes. that full moment, that inspiration, that Ace of Wands inspiration moment, right, and I'm off. And that is the movie. That's what grips us, the ride, the journey. It's yeah. not. It's not the... And then they lived happily ever after, which is all very nice, but no. <laughs> I know that sounds difficult. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Some people actually don't like those. Um, and it all ends absolutely 100% happily ever after type endings, do they? Some people don't actually vibe with that because it's. Well, it is all happy ever after. Where's the learning? 
That's yes. the thing. Is I mean, I firmly believe. I could be wrong. I always say I could be wrong that we're here to learn. Yes, the school and of you life. Don't learn, you don't learn in your comfort zone. But what about judgment and then the world, please? Okay, so judgment. If you were to get judgment with just, I know. Sorry, I keep saying if you were to get this with this, but it does inform the reading a lot more. But judgment can actually, on its basic level, if you get judgment with justice, that could mean that some sort of legal situation is going on. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily okay. now. Not necessarily in the three D. That could be a legal situation that is happening on the astral plane. Some sort of behaviour pattern that you had in the past is holding you back, and people are fighting your corner like in the heavens, as it were, whatever you believe in, in the universe. That can mm. mean that. Um, mm. um, Thank you. But also judgment is like a wake-up. If you get the tower in judgment, possibly the strongest wake-up call energy in the entire tower, you've got to wake up to something. Because that that your higher self, pictured as that um, angel on the judgment card, is waking up those people out of their coffins because they maybe think that they've been living a life, but actually they're just about to live. Mm, It's like a a call from within. Yes. Um, Yeah. And and then finally, the world. The world cycles as one, the completion of a cycle. As one door closes, another door opens. Perfect. And... (laughs) Oh, thank you. You've been so generous to do this. I feel I feel like a bit cheeky asking that, but um, I just when wanted. Did, I, I shuffled <laughs> through my deck. I was actually trying to find the. I was actually trying to find them just to look at them while, I, but I didn't need to. I didn't need to because my oh, decks, my decks are in order anyway. But the good thing is, is I was really pleased. And I'm not kidding, Teresa. I was so pleased that wow, I actually really do know the cards quite well. I can pitch them all. You're studying now, and uh, and uh, I know no listeners of White Shores will will love it because they really in tune with the the the, the, the journey through life. And what we've actually covered in this podcast um, is everything, every experience in life in a in a in a in a way with the cards and and with Paul Catamol. I'm so grateful, Paul. I wish I had more time to talk to you. Um, but um, this is enough. I hope you'll come back and do the minor oh on. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. Um, but I'm, I'm going to ask people, first of all, how can they find out about you and your tarot, your new, your new life in tarot? Where's the best, best place? Because, I mean, you probably have lots of uh, links, websites, portals. Um, what's the best place for people to find out? I think the best place is the best place is to go to YouTube and type in Paul's Tarot Box or okay. or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all of those. Oh, you've just, embra- fully embraced all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. And do you do live readings <laughs> and things like that? Where people I, do, can- I, I do, I do. You can book me for personal readings. Um, oh, I do them over Zoom mainly, but, you know, I have I, – I, I do do them in person sometimes. Um, I, 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 I can't tell you how much I love them. I love that. I, I really do get a good when, when it's in person or even zoom is still good enough, but it really comes through strong as opposed to sometimes doing a phone line reading doesn't come through as strong. I have to, I have to say it's like, yeah, I, I mean, your enjoyment, your passion for them comes through. And I always say, whatever makes your heart sing, 
that's where you follow and and yeah. I hope people catch some of that energy and it inspires them too to also find what makes their heart sing and also yeah. I mean your S Club 7 um, uh, days which we didn't really talk about at all because I think this is so much more exciting <laughs> but in a way it's it's a real um, powerful thing because you know if I was you I'm not, not obviously not you I, I just use it because it brings interest into the spiritual aspect of life and what truly yeah. matters which is what's within us and well, the, more that's done, the more that's mainstreamed, that it's the inside-out approach to life, not the outside-in, yeah. the better as far as I'm concerned. So I can't yeah. thank you enough for just saying, look, I'm finding peace and understanding and hope through this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I love the fact that all that experience has given me a really good foundation in having experienced some highs and lows and mm. and – struggles of life you know having some things handed to you on a plate and also having real serious struggles uh, having mm. experienced both things i think is really key to my to giving me good tarot reading abilities or just good spiritual guidance as well I'm, i mean i do give when i'm giving readings i do give spiritual guidance as well along with the reading that's what i think is important to do it's going to be very exciting to see what happens in years ahead with you, Paul. Um, very exciting indeed. And I'm just going to end as I end every interview on Mike Shaw's with my Lord of the Rings quote this time. I have actually used this quote before, but a while ago, but especially with what we were talking about with the, the journey, the fool's journey and, and, and everything, um, this very famous Lord of the Rings quote, all who wander are not lost. That I felt that summed up our conversation and where you are in life right now. But have you yeah. got a life-changing quote? It could be from a movie, a song, a book, or something you've just made up and it really gives you a lift. Because I think sometimes these quotes are really great because they can give you a, a great perspective. So would you like to leave listeners with something to ponder <laughs> okay, so really, it's a really short. So that one that I did mention earlier on that if you um, if you want to fill your bottle up with lightning, you've got to stand out in the rain. That is yeah, from a song by Casey Musgrave, American uh, country and western artist. But yeah. the one I've got for you now, really, really short, and it is in within the theme of thoughts becoming things, stopping the negative self talk. You know, no stinking thinking. Um, we are what we think. Yeah. And do. (laughs) And do. I I always add, I love that quote, but I always put and do, because I think sometimes people just sort of like, it all stays in the head. Um, Yes. Do as well. Oh. But that does, sorry, that does lead me, that does, yeah, think and we are what we think and do. That does lead me on to another quote. Um, (laughs) It's from a book book called The Science of Getting Rich. um, And the quote is, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. I'm gonna mess it up. But it's an ounce an ounce of effort is worth ten pounds of theorizing. Yes, I could not agree more because we've all met these people who are all talk and no action, aren't we? And how frustrating yeah. that is. Yes, because um, it's it's very easy to sort of the ideas aren't often the difficult part, are they? It's the the discipline and the action and the every day 
putting in the time and the effort to make things happen that you want to happen. Yes. Um, oh, Paul Catamore, you've been an absolute joy. Um, thank you from my heart and soul for encouraging us all, you know, to reach Thanks. for our stars in very different ways through your life. Thank you, Paul. Absolutely. Reach for those stars. They're there. Go get them. <laughs> I had to get that quote from you. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks. Thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores. Sensitive, kind, compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve. If you have any questions, stories or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.teresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, the Teresa Chung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude. Thank you.